It's Georgia hate week, baby. So we'll take a look at how both teams are looking for their answer at quarterback. We'll look at some of Dan Mullen's answers from his press conference now yesterday, but at the time recording this earlier today. And we'll talk about how some Florida Gators in the NFL have been exceptional recently, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day, available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Tuesday, no tape Tuesday today. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now getting right into it, neither team, neither number one Georgia, which is the most disgusting phrase that has ever left my mouth, neither number one Georgia nor unranked Florida Gators, which is now the most disgusting phrase that's ever left my mouth, have a true quarterback, and it's just LOL. Just given that, you know, Georgia, they don't need a true quarterback. They've just got, you know, uh, secondary stud, linebacker studs, D-line studs, O-line studs, tight end studs. I mean, apparently we have better tight ends. But you, know, you get the point. You get the point. They have studs throughout just due to their recruiting being so damn good. But yes, neither team as a quarter. I will get more into the Florida Gators in the second half as well, because of course, Dan Mullen's press conference. But Dan Mullen remains non-committal despite, despite Emory Jones looking like he can't be the answer at quarterback for the Florida Gators. And I, I hate saying that because I've been saying for months that he can be, you know, he'll develop their growing pains, whatever it may be. I've been for months saying that he's going to be the guy. He hasn't proven that he could be the guy at all, but Dan Mullen remains not committal because I don't speak about who's going to be the quarterback before the game. Whatever. Uh, Georgia has not yet named their starter for this week. They've got Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels. JT Daniels missed time with injuries. Stetson Bennett's played well in that time. Um, Stetson Bennett offers more of a rushing threat than JT Daniels, like significantly more. JT Daniels is a complete statue, but Stetson Bennett is also the less accurate option as a passer, whereas JT Daniels is more accurate and more conservative as a passer. Does that sound familiar to you? That the less accurate, more mobile guy should be starting realistically? Like, really, he should be starting, but the less accurate or, well, more accurate, less mobile guy is possibly going to be the starter. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's similar to Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, except obviously Emory Jones is mobile and he is athletic, unlike JT Daniels, who, again, is a complete statue. But, you know, JT Daniels is the more accurate, more conservative passer with less mobility. Emory Jones also less mobile than Anthony Richardson, which isn't a knock on him at all. Anthony Richardson is just a freak of nature. But uh, Stetson Bennett has also been the bigger play threat when throwing the ball. You know, he's got just, he's got, I think, 11 touchdowns to two picks, whereas JT Daniels, who has roughly the same amount of pass attempts, has five touchdowns to two picks. It, it's, there's, there's some parallels here to talk about in terms of uh, pace, not necessarily volume, but pace, we, we got some comparisons. Either way, 
Uh, Saturday's game is probably going to be a game with about, hmm, I'll say like 400 carries and like 12 pass attempts. Like it's it's going to be, I'm expecting it to be very much a, I don't even want to say smash mouth because like I feel like the Gators, um, the Gators tend to go more finesse when we run now, but I, I don't think it's going to be smash mouth, but I think it's going to be a lot of game on the ground here. And that's honestly like what I prefer at this point. I also think it's better for the Gators if Stetson Bennett is the starter for Georgia going into the game. He's looking, uh, I will, you know, I'll, I'll defend that here, but he's looking for a deep ball. We have a fantastic defensive line. Georgia's offensive line is good. Don't get me wrong. We have a fantastic defensive line. If he's looking for a deep ball against our secondary, assuming we're not blowing a blowing a coverage completely, which granted that that's that's putting a lot of faith in them to not blow coverage. But assuming they're not blowing a coverage completely, our secondary is very very good. So if you try to challenge us deep, you can throw a deep ball and get it broken up. I'm not gonna say get it picked because. Look at look at look at where our secondary's at. They haven't forced turnovers nearly as consistently as consistently as they should be. But if you try to force a deep ball, that gives our defensive line time to get in and get pressure. And I get it. You know, Stetson Bennett, you know, maybe he's better for Georgia to be the starter too. He might be the best of both worlds here. He can escape pressure better than better than JT Daniels can. But also he's looking for the deep ball. So he's going to need more time for the passing for the routes to develop. And in that time, hopefully the defensive line can get to him. And if he starts to get moving out of the pocket and he tries making a play here and there, maybe, just maybe, the Gators can make a play on the ball there. Maybe he makes a bad throw or two on the run and it's just incompletions. I don't need, I don't need picks. I don't need him. I just need the ball to get out of Georgia's hands. That's what I need. And I need the Gators to not screw it up when they get the ball. That's that's a very important thing also. I need the Gators to not screw that up. But I, I genuinely think Stetson Bennett might be the best option for the Gators. Uh, just because I think that while he's looking for the deep ball, our defensive line can get home. I would love it if he would try to challenge our defense consistently down the field. Because again, you know, we had the Tennessee game. Deep ball gave up because there was no defense whatsoever. Most of the big plays that the Gators have given up, however, are missed tackles. It's not always blown coverages. That's like here and there. Like, don't look at the Jaleel Billingsley touchdown against Alabama. I don't care. That was a pick play. As pick play as it gets, it just didn't get called. And it was just, you know, executed really well. But we look at this team and you go, if you want to challenge this Gators secondary vertically consistently, be my guest. Let our defensive line just pin their ears back and come for your neck. Not literally, though. We don't want to cause injuries. But let them just come after you and deal with it at that point. Like If that's what, if that's the route you want to take, go ahead. I, I promise you, it won't end the way you want it to end if you're a Georgia fan. I'm going to let you know that. I, I know last time I was talking about trash, we lost the game. And guess what? I'm back on my bullshit. I'm talking about trash. I don't care. All right, college football fanatics. Have you heard about prize picks? PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. I love prop bets, by the way. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of. I'm talking NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and even more. PrizePix offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star power, power five players that you can get. I'm talking Anthony Richardson, Jacob Copeland, Kyrie Elam if you want. 
I'm just letting you know, if you want to do it, you can. And the smaller schools like Toledo, we got Bryce Mitchell, Brian Kobach, uh, Tyson Anderson. If you want to rock with that too, you can do it all. Prospects offers mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron blocks, which I always do, with the under on Curry points, which you should never do. Don't, <laughs> don't do it, please. Don't hesitate. Check out prospects.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prospects is daily fantasy made easy. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, bet online, prize fix money. I don't care how you get it, man. Just get it. Visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate where even I can do it. And I don't know Jeff Diddley's squat about a car. I don't know anything. I promise you. It's just, it's not my forte. It's not my strong suit, but I can use rockauto.com. I can get through it, whether it's brake pads, taillights, or hydraulics, fuzzy Dyson mirror, whatever it is that you need. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? Locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N in there. How did you hear about us box? So they don't exactly who sent you. Now we're going to take a look at Dan Mullen's press conference and just, just, just a few, just a few little tidbits to talk about here. Uh, QB starting. Both QBs will play. That's what he's been said, which is really, really weird considering last week he was like, I don't get into game planning about quarterbacks. I don't talk about who's going to do what. I don't, I don't talk about this going into games. And it's like, bro. It's been a week, and you've already turned back on that. So, hmm, a little sus there. Just going to say that. But both quarterbacks will play. And as Dan Mullen said, it's not about who starts. It's about who finishes the game. That pissed me off because I'm assuming that means Emery's going to take the first snaps, isn't he? That's what's going to happen. He shouldn't at this point. It, it's just Dan Mullen not wanting to admit he was wrong because he does that a lot. And I am still going to say that i'm still a big dan mullen guy but he's pissing me off recently he just won't admit you know it's anthony richardson's the guy right now he should be the guy right now and if you're not willing to admit that it's simply because you are not willing to admit your mistakes going into the season i have no problem admitting i was wrong going into the year i I was wrong it's as simple as that and you know i was like the whole time i was like Man, we lost 29-31 to Alabama. I was like, hmm, Emory could do it. That was that was good. That was against Alabama's defense. That was good. And then we looked at the Kentucky game, and it was like, that was that was bad. I don't know if Emory can do it. That was bad. And then we looked at Vanderbilt, and we were like, oh, it's Vanderbilt. And then we look at LSU, and we're like, mm, that was, it's, it's Anthony Richardson time. And that's what it is. It's Anthony Richardson time. Emory Jones isn't the answer right now. If he comes back next year and he's developed, who knows? I know he works with Quincy Avery. Who knows what he can do if he comes back next year? I'm not going to write anybody off. I'm not going to guarantee anybody a job at that point, but I'm saying for the remainder of the season, if the Florida Gators want to win these games, your best option is to start Anthony Richardson and play him the majority of snaps at quarterback. I understand both are going to play. That's always been the thing. It's about who plays the majority of snaps. It's not about who starts. It's not about who finishes. It's who plays the majority of the snaps. Anthony Richardson should be the answer to that question. If he's not, it's very possible that we get annihilated by Georgia. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Uh, also, Dan Mullen, you know, he laughed and made a joke about Georgia because they haven't named their starting quarterback either. And he's like, 
it's more notable that they didn't name their starting quarterback. They're the number one team. Exactly, Dan. They're the number one team. They don't have to do a damn thing that they don't want to do because guess what? They win all their games. So I don't care if they name their starter or not. Don't care. They're the better team right now as much as they shouldn't be because mm, they shouldn't be. I'm still, I'm still adamant that this Gators team can win this game. I am not wavering on that at all, especially against Georgia. Anything could happen. So I'm not wavering on that at all. I am saying though, you know, they've got a little bit more leeway there because, you know, they could lose this game and still make the college football playoff. We can win this game and not make the SEC championship game. I'm a bit pissed about that. You should be too. And the last thing of note from Dan Mullen's press conference he cannot recruit on the road. I know that he was asked, I believe it was twice by Nick Delatore, who at the time didn't realize it's not like he was doing anything wrong. Uh, he just didn't realize that he asked Dan Mullen, you know, last week during the bye week, were you out on the road? And Dan Mullen refused to get into it. And then, you know, then, then people realized, I believe it was Nick who then realized his by his own fault what happened. Um, Dan Mullen cannot go out on the road to recruit because they had NCAA violations. He's got a one-year show cause order, which means that, he can't go out. He can't recruit anywhere off campus. Um, so he was supposed to serve that in 2020, which is why he was asked the question initially about whether or not he went recruiting last week. Um, but COVID had pushed back all of the penalties a year because, you know, obviously people couldn't go off and recruit elsewhere because COVID, you weren't allowed to do so. So everyone had that issue. So Dan Mullen did not have to serve that penalty. Um, but he does now. He will be dealing with these uh, violation penalties until I believe it was December of this year. So after December, he can go recruiting. But that's that's cutting it pretty close to National Signing Day for this coming year. But I mean, hey, you know, the Gators, they got to do what they can do at this point. We're not great recruiting to begin with. But, I mean, he's at least got that excuse, I guess. But there are a lot of people that are saying, you know, he, he's Dan Mullen. He wouldn't go recruiting anyway. He would. Just let's not kill the guy. But he, he would go recruiting. He can't right now. He can't until December. But once he's done with those violations, I want him flying everywhere for these recruits. For these recruits, Because, you know, lo- losing way too many at this point. It's really killer. Glad to see he's still got a sense of humor about most things, though. Um, with the whole, you know, there's no more team thing, but, uh, come on, man, it's not cutting time. Clean it up. Let's get into it. Let's win week one. I just want to, I just want to do that. But first I want to say a big thank you to sweat block because games this past week have been killing me. This past few weeks have been killing me. LSU last week. I know Georgia this week. I don't care what the spread is. I don't care what anything is. I'm going to go into the game thinking Gators got a shot. And, um, I'm going to be sweating a lot. So thanks, Sweatblock, because I'm going to, I'm letting you know now. I'm using you on Friday night. That is going to be big for me. Sweatblock is more, is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. I would know. I use them. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, wake up, shower, bam, smelling good, not sweating, guaranteed. And I know that sounds too good to be true, but I only have to use it once or twice a week and it keeps me dry. And even if you don't believe me, it's a top seller on Amazon. So I ain't wrong. I'm not wrong. The people have spoken. Use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space O N, to get 20% off at sweatblog.com or get it at Amazon or get it at CVS. And now we're going to take a look at the Gators excelling in the NFL because seriously, 
if you look at if you look at the Gators, there's four Gators I want to talk about here that have been exceptional, exceptional throughout the start of this season. Uh, first up, Kyle Pitts. Uh, do I have to even elaborate here? Highest drafted tight end in NFL history. Kyle Pitts is on pace to demolish the tight end rookie receiving record. Uh, he's on pace for 88 catches, 1,335 yards, and just three touchdowns. Um, the pace has been climbing steadily. Uh, actually, not even steadily, significantly over the past two games. Uh, three weeks, two games, because he had the bye week. But the pace has been climbing steadily. The touchdowns is going to increase. We know it. At this point, he might have a three-touchdown game in the next couple weeks. But uh, people talk about, you know, he's got a 17-game season. Mike Ditka set the record in a 14-game season. That's irrelevant because Kyle Pitts is on pace to, even in a 14-game season, break the record by 33 yards. So he's on pace to demolish that. But again, at the same time, like, He's on pace to demolish it. But even if it was a 14-game season, he'd break the record. Kyle Pitts, phenomenal pick, worth the number four overall pick. Just look at the record-breaking performance that he's on pace to set. Next up is Alex Anzalone, who, uh, you know, he's been, he's picked up considerably since, well, week one and two were rough. Uh, I have the numbers right here. I tweeted them out yesterday. You can see in when targeting Alex Anzalone in coverage this season, weeks one and two, Quarterbacks had nine targets, nine completions, 105 yards, one touchdown, no picks, a pass rating of 152.3. Weeks three through seven, 12 targets, seven completions, 58 yards, zero touchdowns, a pick, and a pass rating of 36.1. You would have a higher passer rating if you spiked the ball every single play. Don't throw the ball at Alex Anzalone. Man is in his bag right now he's playing the best ball of his career and he's only missed four snaps this year all four of which came in sunday's game against the rams uh but he came right back in so you know he, he's been playing just phenomenal ball he's finally healthy hopefully he stays healthy because he's always been a great player just always been hurt at the same time next is marco wilson who's allowing a very high completion percentage but not a ton of yards uh also He's going to pick up the completion percentage. There's no way that an 80% completion percentage will hold up against someone. But even at right now, the 80% completion percentage that he's allowing, 912 yards, which is a lot, but not a lot per completion because he's on pace to allow 82 completions, 912 yards. It's not a great, you know, yards per attempt at all. Also, also on pace to allow 11 touchdowns, which is going to climb down, of course, because he's, one, he's dealt with a couple injuries, so he's probably going to miss a little bit of time at some point during the year. And also, he's just been cleaning up really well recently. He got off to a little bit of a rough start. I believe he allowed three touchdowns through a three-game stretch, and you know he's been playing well since then. He's also on pace. He had zero interceptions, but we know that'll change because he's he's had a pick against Matthew Stafford. It just got called back due to penalty. So I'm not I'm not, I'm not thinking that's going to change at all. He's going to get an interception. At some point this year, it's got to happen. He's a, he's an athletic player who's looking to make a play on the ball. Like he, he's going to make the play. And the final Florida Gator to talk about that's excelling in the NFL. I saved him for last because I know a lot of people hate him. But Vernon Hargraves the third uh, injuries have been an issue for him this year. He's exited two games early because of them. But when he's been on the field, he has been phenomenal. He's on pace to allow. 
31 targets on 51 completions, which is, you know, that's a not good completion percentage. That's barely above 50%. 419 yards, which is the least amount of yards allowed that he would give up in his NFL career besides 2018, where he only played 53 snaps due to injury. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Same, it's kind of the opposite, actually, of Marco Wilson. At some point, he's probably going to give up a touchdown. It is incredibly difficult to go an entire season without doing so. But Vernon Harker's the third, having a bit of a career revitalization here. Uh, you know, he was, of course, starting out in Tampa Bay, which a lot of you guys know because Florida, a lot of Florida fans are Tampa Bay Bucks fans because a lot of you guys are near. And I could just see where you guys are located. Um, but, you know, we've had a lot of Gators fans that kind of hate Vernon Hargraves because he was a bust. He shouldn't have been drafted as high as he was, whatever it may be. Uh, but he he's he's making the bounce back here. He, he's on the mend, and I know a lot of people are still going to come for his neck, as they always will, because they hate hearing about him. But, you know, Vernon Hargraves a third. Alex Anzalone both having career bounce back years, revitalizing years, which a lot of people kind of ruled them out for. Both have dealt with injuries in their career. Marco Wilson and Kyle Pitts both on pace for Pretty solid rookie years. Marco Wilson, again, was someone who shouldn't have even been playing right now. That's just, that's a simple fact. He shouldn't have been out here right now. But he's with, he's at a team where they need corners that can play. And he's out there playing the huge majority, if not all the snaps. He's mainly lining up on the outside, taking out wide receiver ones like Julio Jones in week one. He played a great game against. He's excelling right now, despite the high completion percentage, which is going to drop. You can throw against an empty field and maybe complete 80%. A lot of guys miss, whatever it may be, but he, he's playing very well. He's allowed, I think this past week, uh, quarterbacks been targeting him in five for six and only like 30 yards. Like, it, it's not like he's getting beat deep at all. It's all underneath stuff that he's making the play on pretty early. So, I mean, he's going to pick up, he's going to clean up. His pace is dropping because he's allowing less yards per game. It's just early on, you know, there were, there were a few mistakes here and there but you know gators in the nfl are excelling thanks for making lockdown gators your first listen of the day every day join me tomorrow as it might be crossover wednesday trying to schedules to match up now make your second listen lockdown sec get all of your daily sec news in less than 30 minutes with sec expert chris gordy of sports 790 it is free and available on all platforms for lockdown gators I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with whole9sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. Be sure to check out my pin tweet. Let Lockdown know why Gator Nation is the best fan base in college football. And I will see you all tomorrow.